0: turn bibles this morning to the book of judges we'll be in judges chapter number 5 judges chapter number 5 and we still we do want to continue to pray for our country and pray for our nation and uh, much is going on in our in our nation today and uh, we certainly want to be much in prayer about that and uh, pray for our leaders uh, that they'll look to the lord for their wisdom look to the word of god for their wisdom and that we may be a light in this world and certainly pray for one another <clears throat> As we continue to navigate uh, these unprecedented times, and they re- they're unprecedented in some ways, but they're not unprecedented. Uh, in the- and certainly, the Lord is very aware of what's going on. And t- this morning, I'm going to read the 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 entire uh, portion of Scripture in Judges chapter number five, and it's. It's um, several verses, obviously, as you see it, but I want you to uh, follow along with me as I was uh, thinking about and praying about what to preach today. Of course, on this July 4th uh, weekend, uh, the Lord put this passage of Scripture on my uh, heart in a very specific way, and so I'm going to read the entire chapter this morning, follow along with me, and then we'll bring the message from Judges chapter number 5. Let's begin reading Verse number one, then sang Deborah and Barak the son of Abinoam <clears throat> on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel. When the people willingly offered themselves, Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes, I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord, God of Israel. Lord, when thou winnest out of Seir, when thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped, the clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shemgar, the sons of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, rose, that I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods, then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offer themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. Speak, ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment, and walk by the way. They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of His villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates." Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinoam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin, among the people, out of Makar came down governors and out of Zebulun, they that handle the pen of the rider. And the princes of Issachar were, were with Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley. For the divisions of Reuben, there were great thoughts of heart. Why abodest thou among the sheepfolds to hear the bleedings of the flocks? For the divisions of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. Gilead abode beyond Jordan, and why did Dan remain in ships? Asher continued on the seashore and abode in his breaches. Zebulun and Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives in, unto the death in the high places of the field. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings by Canaan, and Tanak by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven. The stars and their courses fought against Caesarea. The river of Kishon swept them away, that ancient river. The river Kishon, O oh my soul, thou hast trodden down strength." Then were the horses broken by the means of the pranzings, the pranzings of their mighty ones. Curse ye, Miraz, said the angel of the Lord, curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be. Blessed shall she be above <clears throat> women in the tent. He asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought forth butter in a lordly dish. She put her right hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer she smote Caesarea. She smote off his head when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. At her feet he bowed, he fell, he lay down. At her feet he bowed, he fell. Where he bowed, there he fell down dead. The mother of Caesarea looked out at a window and cried through the lattice, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariot? Her wise ladies answered her, <coughs> Yea. She returned answer to herself, Have they not sped? Have they not divided the prey? To every man a damsel or two. To Caesarea, a prey of divers colors, a prey of divers colors of needlework, of divers colors of needlework on both sides. Meet for the necks of them that take the spoil. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest forty years." Let's keep our Bibles open to this passage of Scripture, but let me read verse number 1 of this chapter again to you. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Ebeneh, on the day, saying... This chapter is often referred to as the song of Deborah and Barak. And this morning, I want to bring a message that I've entitled, A Song for America. A Song for America. Let's pray. Father, I pray that... Uh, You would help us this morning as we look into this passage of Scripture. Uh, We are certainly grateful for your many blessings on us as a church, uh, on us as your your children. Uh, Father, we certainly are grateful for the nation we live in. Father, may we uh, look into the Scripture today and uh, may we acknowledge some things. Maybe we would be willing to accept some responsibility uh, that we have. And Father, I pray that you'll bless your people this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The book of Judges is an interesting book, and uh, it is uh, a book of many ups and downs in the history of the nation of Israel. It is not what you would consider the the high point in the nation of Israel. Um, It's it's an interesting uh, so so many different things to the book of Judges. But if you were to go, we were to go back this morning, and we were to read in Judges chapter number four, uh, we would read the account in Scripture of what chapter number 5 is speaking of. And God gave a a great victory to His people during this period of the judges. And God would always, just in the right time, raise up the right person to lead His people uh, so that His people might be preserved. In this case, it was Deborah and Barak. and it was they were in captivity because uh, they had turned from God and they had uh, uh, turned to false gods. And every time that took place, God would allow them to go into captivity. And then, uh, as they were Caesarea, was the man who had uh, who was coming up against them, and God gave them a great victory. God provided uh, 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 victory when there should have been defeat. And now in in chapter number 5, as we read this morning, there is a song that is sung in praise of what God has done. There is a song that is sung uh, giving the story of what god has done now this morning i want to take this song of deborah and Barak, and there are some parallels that i believe that you and i can take this morning as it applies to our nation as it applies to our people now for clarity this morning I, I do not believe uh, that it, when the Lord speaks of, 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 of uh, His people, uh, I believe He is speaking of Israel. I believe he, he has made some promises to Israel. But we as a people can make some applications. Uh, whoever, whatever nation whose God is the Lord, He is going to bless. Uh, righteousness exalteth the nation. Uh, that's any nation. Uh, that, that's his own people, that's the United States of America, and there is no doubt uh, for one who, 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 who doesn't have some uh, kind of motive, but if you just look at the, the history of our nation, God has preserved our nation. God was intricate in the founding of our nation. Uh, God has used the United States of America uh, in a great, great way in our period of history. The gospel has literally gone around the world because of the United States of America. Uh, it, is, it, is a, it is a nation that was founded uh, on In God We Trust. Now, there are many problems that we face today in our nation you say why do we face problems because our nation is made up of sinful men Uh, every nation has always been made up of sinful men that's why we must look to God that's why the church must fulfill its responsibility to reach the world with the gospel. If there was an Emmanuel Baptist church in every neighborhood, in every city, we'd have a lot less problems in our nation than we have right now. It's because there'd be a lot more Christians in our nation uh, than we have right now. But America, there's many parallels that we can draw uh, from this. And just some things I want to remind you and I of this morning and some things I call, if you will, a song for America. As Deborah and Barak, the Lord put this song on their heart, they sang about the great victories. <clears throat> they sang about what God had done. They sang and their song was a testimony of God's provision, a testimony of of what God has done. I think it would be prudent for you and I this morning to sing a song for our nation to sing a song of God's goodness, to sing a song of of God's provision. But in the midst of this praise that we could give today, and some things that I want to point out to us, at the end there's some responsibility that you and I must take a hold of, and some responsibility that you and I must recognize uh, that we have placed in our own life. Let me give you the outline this morning. The first thing I want us to notice is at the beginning... Of chapter number 5, we see, and I'll read verse number 1 again, but we'll read down through verse number 3. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes, I, even I, will sing unto the Lord... I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. I take this note. Number one, there was a song of praising. I like what they say, praise ye the Lord. Can I just say this morning that every Christian has has the responsibility and the need to just praise God. We can take that a little bit further this morning. I think it would do us a lot of good to just say, Praise ye the Lord for the nation that we live in. Praise ye the Lord for what God has done. This is a great song for Deborah and Barak to sing because it gives praise where, where praise is deserved. It is praise to the Almighty God. God's people the children of Israel would not survive if it had not been for God. And how many times do we read through their history of how God preserved them and how God delivered them? And we find here Deborah and Barak singing songs of praise to the Almighty God. And friend, I believe in in the founding of our nation. I believe in capitalism. I believe in all that we celebrate. But but God's blessings are on our nation not because it is capitalism God's blessings are here because we have looked to Him throughout our history. And you and I ought to just give praise to God uh, for what God has done. As I said earlier this morning, our nation has got a lot of problems. Our nation uh, is going to, and I'm going to preach on this, Lord willing, tonight, on the wrath of, they're going to face the wrath of God. And you and I need to understand that there's imperfection. And there are things that I'm not proud of this morning as an American. But let me just say, I praise God for our nation. I praise God for the opportunity to live in the United States of America. I praise God for the freedom that I have this morning to stand behind this pulpit and to proclaim the truths of the Word of God. I praise God for the sacrifice that has been made from generation to generation so that I can have this freedom this morning. And there's a lot to complain about in our nation. And if we're honest, we've all done some of that complaining. But wouldn't it be good if we just stop once in a while and say, I just want to pray praise God for the opportunity that I've had to be born in this nation. I want to to praise God for the opportunity I have to live in this nation. I want to praise God for the opportunity I have to to understand and realize that it's but by the hand of God we have what we have. And friend, a political revolution is not going to keep this nation as it should be, but for, for God's people to look to God and be reminded of What he has done. Notice the personal accountability in verse number 2 and 3. When the people willingly offered themselves. But notice verse 3. I like this. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. The audience is being addressed. I want the kings to hear me. I want the princes to hear me. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. Pastor, it's just so negative. Why don't you decide to praise God? Well, the, the discourse today is, is, you know, I, don't, I can just pray. I can, I, even I can decide. I'm just going to praise God for His goodness. I'm just going to praise God for His preservation. I'm just going to praise God. Other people might criticize it. Other people might hate it. But I'm going to praise God for it. There's a song of praising. It's an acknowledging and praising God. For what God had done among their people. I think that would be good for us to praise and acknowledge God. For what he's done for us. You know, there are some freedoms being threatened right now. Why are they being threatened? Because I think we've taken them for granted. I just want to praise God for what we do have. I want to praise God for the land that we do live in. We see, first of all, it was a song of praising. Number two, we see a song of rehearsing. Notice verse number 11. Then that are delivered from the noise of archers in the place, places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of the villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. That word rehearsing means repeating. A narrative. What is being said there is there should be some rehearsing or some repeating of the righteous acts of the Lord. You study the scripture, There is a responsibility for one generation to tell the next generation... What God had done. You couldn't Google the history of that nation. I don't recommend that anyway. There was a responsibility of parents to rehearse the acts of the Lord to their children. There was a responsibility for one generation who had seen what God had done to tell the next generation what God had done. The more that took place, one, there was knowledge that was past, but there should be an appreciation of what God had done past, and there should be a realization that if we stay in favor with God, He will continue to preserve. When one generation of God's people forgot, or they were unaware of what God had done in the past past, you find them drifting away from what they should do. And friend, I'm afraid as Christians, we don't talk enough about what God has done. We don't praise enough about what God has done. And we ought to rehearse in the ears of others the good things that God has done. Just as there was a responsibility in these times of Scripture for one person to tell the next, hey, let me tell you about this great victory. Let me tell you about what God has done. Let me tell you about how God did it. There was that responsibility so all the people were aware, so that all the people could praise God, so that all the people could acknowledge, just as there is that responsibility in that day, we have a responsibility in our day to rehearse the righteous acts Of the Lord. Every let me me apply this as as Christians first. Every parent has a responsibility to teach their children the righteous acts of the Lord. It's more important for you to have your kids in Sunday school than, than for them to know everything that's going on with with Disney. Nickelodeon, and I don't even know what's on there today. I'm telling you my age. Whatever it is. Well, that's up to the Sunday school teacher. And I thank God we've got faithful men and women who faithfully will teach the Word of God to that next generation. But mom and dad is your responsibility. When God answers your prayer, tell your kids how God answered your prayer. Well, let me help you. You've got to have an answer to prayer you got to pray. When God does a work, it's important to rehearse what God has done. By, by the way, this is why you as a Christian shouldn't complain. There's a lot of Christians who are disgruntled, and you, comp- you complain, and no matter what God does, you're going to find... You, you, you're, gonna fi- you're not just that kind of person that sees the glass half empty. You're going to pour the rest of the water out. Well, I know God, but... but I think, and, there, and there's a reason why some in that next, there's always the next generation. Some lead because they're rebels. Man, there's some that all they've heard is that previous generation complain about how difficult it is to serve God and complain about, about, about the sacrifices that have to be made. Friend, there's no sacrifice too great to serve our God. It's an honor. It's a privilege. We've got to rehearse the good things that God has done. That's why Scripture also reminds us to remember. You can't rehearse what you don't remember. We have a responsibility. I, as a pastor, have a responsibility to pass on to another generation what I have seen God do. But as an American... As we think of this song for America, there ought to be a song of rehearsing. Well, it is obvious to me. It is frustrating to me, as a Christian, to see. It's pretty evident. It's pretty obvious when you hear people talk, you see people, people post, you see people uh, interact that they've never Christians have never read the Bible. Because if you actually read the Bible, you wouldn't be saying what you're saying. If you actually read Scripture, you wouldn't be in the, uh, standing in the position that you're standing. It's, it's a shame that people who name the name of Christ, they, they, they can't even tell you the 66 books of the Bible. That they, they, they don't even know who, who, who the disciples were. They, they don't even know basic Ideas of Scripture. I'm not talking about a brand new Christian. Somebody saved yesterday. They're not going to know this. You can study this book for a lifetime and never master it. But it's uh, we, 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 we show our Bible ignorance. As a Christian, it's frustrating. But can I tell you, it's frustrating as a citizen of this great nation to see how many people, it's obvious they've never read a history book, Don't you like to be free? Three of you do, I'm glad. You know why what's going on in our nation today, from our political leaders all the way down, is because people don't know their history. I made this, I've made this statement in passing, I'll make it again this morning to be on the record. If you could resurrect our founding fathers and put them in the day they live today, 90% of Congress would be hung are put in prison. What would the charges be? Treason. You say, how can you say that? Because I know my history. The, what's going on in our nation today, not just what takes place in our streets, but what takes, takes place in Washington, D.C., is a spitting on the sacrifice of generations who have shed their blood. See, so how has it taken place? Because we do, we, there's no rehearsing. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I would put my child, and I have my children in Brian Christian Academy. Teaching of the Bible is one, uh, keeping them away from certain things is another, but I want them to actually learn American history. See, so, so that, that's good preaching, okay? How's your Bible reading? That's good preaching. When's the last time you actually read a history book? You didn't know you were going to get that at church this morning, did you? We have a responsibility. Could you tell another generation how God's hand has been on our nation? What's obvious? Give me a specific example. Uh, And don't tell me what Rush Limbaugh said. Don't tell me what Sean Hannity said. Don't tell me what some other political commentary said. You, te- you, you tell me, as, is your responsibility as a citizen of this nation. Oh, what's in, this is interesting. And, and some of you, you, know, welcome to Sunday morning church at Emmanuel Baptist Church. I wonder how many citizens could actually pass the, the test to actually become a citizen. It would shock you. Well, what does that matter? It matters. There needs to be a revival of a song for our nation, a song of praising, a song of rehearsing. Why are the monuments being torn down like they're torn down? Because people don't know their history. And they're being used as pawns by people who want to erase our history. At some point, there's got to be people who decide that we need to rehearse what God has done. And there is clear evidence of the blessings of God, and I'll get to that more of that in just a moment. But we can apply this spiritually. We can apply this as citizens of this great nation. A song of rehearsing. Hey, let's talk about how good God has been. Let's talk about the blessings. And I love the fact that there's an acknowledgement by by Deborah and Barak in the song that they're singing, celebrating the freedom that they have, celebrating the victory from their oppressor. And the, 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 the specific point to rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord We ought to know that God is blessed. We ought to know how God is blessed. And we ought to be anxious and excited to pass that on to somebody else. It's not only a privilege, it is a responsibility that we have. Number three, I see a song of acknowledgement. Verse 13, then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. There's an acknowledgement that God gave the victory. There's an acknowledgement that God gave dominion over the mighty. These, this was not a, a, an even fight, but yet God gave the victory. This was not a battle that was won because of superior, of a superior army. No, the inferior army won this battle. Well, look at our great nation today, and we have got the mightiest military on the face of the planet. Second to none. And it's because of the, the courage and the, and, and, and the bravery. Of those that serve, but God is blessed in that way. But you know, at the founding of our nation, we won our independence from the mightiest nation. Well, how, how did that happen? The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. There is a song of acknowledgement. See, this is why it's important to rehearse. The great acts that God has done, you say. Well, that's a violation of uh, of church church and state. No, you don't understand. See, that, that's not that's not reality. And by the way, I'll just in- intersect this in in case you didn't have a you didn't have a good 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 history teacher. Uh, that simply means that the state has no control over the church. Kind of like when we can meet, how we can meet, whether we can sing or not, or how many can assemble. That's that's what that means. And I I appreciate our government giving us permission to celebrate our independence yesterday. But there has to be a song of acknowledgement. You cannot look at the history of our nation without acknowledging that God has... Preserved. Look at verse number 21. This point continues in verse 21. The river of Kishon swept them away. That ancient river, the river Kishon, oh my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. God's people were fighting, and if you go back to chapter or, or hiding, you go back to Judges chapter number four, they are they are outnumbered and and as God gives it, Deborah is praying, and Deborah tells Barak, go up, and he goes, that's when he goes to fight, and then the army was so much greater than them, and all their chariots. The river Kishon was a river, still exists today, it's a river that in the dry times, in the summertime, it would be no more than a little brook. And those chariots would this battle come to cross and it would flood, that, that river floods in an instant. And God used that river as those chariots assembled there and it just happened to flood. Global warming was back then too. Just happened to Flood. And the river of Kishon swept them away. It's a song of acknowledgement. You don't find them taking credit for their military genius and brilliance. Although, no doubt, there's some that was evident. But there is acknowledgement that God has done something. You cannot read the history of our nation without understanding that God... Interceded. It's a matter of fact, it's a matter, it's a matter of record, it's a matter of history. There are times in the beginning of the war for independence and how General Washington and his troops were cut off, they were trapped, they were overmatched. And then the weather would change. And in the cover of the weather, it would slip away. That's just you call it what you want I'll sing a song for America of acknowledgement that the God who controls the weather the God who had a, pur- a purpose for our nation the God who was involved in the founding of our great nation I'm willing to acknowledge that it was our God who helped us have dominion over the mighty it was our God that use His power and His strength to preserve our nation. And I think it would please God if America acknowledged, acknowledged Him as opposed to trying to remove Him. You, you can call it what you want to call it, but what we're seeing now is a result of putting God out of our education system. Why do we have in our government where our currency says in God we trust, our our pledge is under God, why do we have in our own government elected officials who curse the name of God? Well, it's because we've tried to remove God from our government. This is the result. Instead of trying to remove God from our history... I think we ought to rehearse it a little more. I think we ought to acknowledge it a little more. Our nation exists because of Jehovah God, because of the Almighty, because of His acts. And there ought to be an acknowledging, if, if we have those in our nation that will not do it, God's people ought to do it. God's people ought to acknowledge it. And they can try and separate God from our nation. It cannot be done. And it would do you and I well to sing that song of praise. To, to sing that song and rehearse it to others, but to also that song of acknowledgement, thanks be to God. I, I I love reading of the history of our nation and the bravery and the genius of those who God has given us to fight the battles through the history. And, and, and you cannot dismiss the bravery, and you cannot dismiss the courage, and you you cannot dismiss the ability and talent of those who, who have served throughout the generations, but you also can. Cannot dismiss the hand of an almighty God who has guided things so that we could, as God's people, worship and serve and send the gospel to the world. We looked this morning at a song of praise. We looked this morning at a song of rehearsal. We looked at a song of acknowledgement. Now as we close out this song for our nation, I want us to see number four, a song of preserving. And I would, I I enjoy. I mean, I, I haven't enjoyed everything about this quarantine and shutdown. but I've got to read a lot. I enjoy that. Well, if you ever want to sit around and talk about the history of our nation, oh, I'd love to talk to you about that. I love to visit those places. I love to think about what was done, how ordinary people stepped up and ordinary people God, God used because they, they, they had prepared themselves for that moment in history. And those that we revere now and, and those that we acknowledge as God greatly using, they, they weren't celebrity when they took their stand. They weren't a celebrity when they put their life on the line, but yet God used them. Oh, I love to talk about those past generations and how they stood and how they stepped up and how they were willing to give it all and how many of them did pay the ultimate price. I enjoy remembering that. I enjoy learning more about that. But you cannot close this song for America without this morning talking about the song of preserving. I invite you to look at verse 31 with me once again. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. Notice this last sentence. And the land had rest forty years. Deborah and Barak could sing. They sang that song of praise because what God had done for them. They could sing that song of praise and the the, the command and the acknowledgement that we're going to rehearse what God has done and we're going to tell others what God has done and we're going to make sure we do our part in letting people know the hand of God, the preserving of God. And there was that acknowledgement. And because... They were willing to follow God. Because they were willing to step forth. The land had rest for 40 years. Or their generation had rest. You know what's been said, and it's true, that every generation has to fight for their freedom. We may not realize it right now, but this generation is fighting for their freedom. It's not fought on foreign beaches, but it's, they're fighting for their freedom. And the land had rest for the years. The land had rest for their preservation. See, that greatest generation can fight no battles for this generation. Those that in our history paid the ultimate price, they've already fought their battles. They've already paid their price. They've already made their sacrifices. They've already stepped to the forefront. They've already done their duty. They've already said, by the hand of an almighty God, we are going to preserve this nation. But there comes a battle for another generation. that generation decides whether or not that song that they sing for their nation is also a song of preservation. See, this was a tumultuous time in the history of God's people. God had made promises to Abraham, and and God had preserved His people, and He had passed it on to Isaac and to Jacob, and we've looked at some of that over the last several weeks, and down through his children, and now through Moses, that great leader, leading them out of bondage of, in Egypt, and, and Moses getting to the promised land, and Joshua leading them into the promised land, and now there's period of the judges. The, the kings would come. Samuel, the prophet, would come and then Saul, that first king, and then the great king of David. And out of his lineage would come the Messiah, the Son of God. But the period of Judges is not a high time. I found it very interesting. Earlier in the year, when some of us were in Israel, on on one of those last days, I was talking to one of the, the ladies that worked for that tour company that we used. She was getting my thoughts on the whole trip, and, of course... There's so many much to talk about. I began to talk about how I enjoyed the visiting the the spring of Gideon and how I had preached 13 messages from the life of Gideon. She was intrigued by this. I had mentioned that we had we had done and we're still in the middle of this about 60 lessons from the book of Deuteronomy and how I enjoy studying the book of Judges. And we began to talk and it became obvious. It finally clicked on me. Just like we put our emphasis on the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament, the Jew ignores the New Testament. And I think in her mind, she thinks that most Christians, and anybody who's not a Jew is a Christian to them, ignores the Old Testament. But the point I'm getting to is, when it came to the book of Judges, she didn't want to talk about it. Abraham that enjoyed talking about David they enjoy talking about. Judges? It's not a high point of their history. But you cannot study the book of Judges and seeing that through all this period of time, somebody would step forth and God would preserve them. Another generation. This is chapter number 5. I don't know if your Bible still automatically opens up to Judges chapter number 6 but we spent about two months in the life of Gideon, what happened? Preserved them. Verse number one of chapter number six, and the children of Israel, that evil in the sight of the Lord, they go right back into what they do, and God rose, somebody else rose up. And if you read the life of Gideon, as we study pretty extensively, all of his days, after he fought the battle, after he stood against the Midianites, for all of his days, and his children enjoyed time of peace. For his generation. Then somebody else had to. Part of our failure in our nation is we can look back on our great nation and we can look back and see extraordinary individuals that God used in a great way. But they fought their battles. They fulfilled their duty and their responsibility. Well, you can look at church history that way. You can look at the history of God's people that way. And we can be grateful for those who have gone on before and paved the way. But it's time for our generation to decide whether or not we're going to be able to sing that song of preservation. With the song of praise, with the song of rehearsing, with the song of acknowledging. Because they were willing to stand, they were willing to fulfill their responsibility, God gave their, that generation peace. I've been urging much over the last weeks and months, For God's people, us as a church, to stay faithful and for the younger generation to step up. I'm grateful that in recent days, in separate occasions, many have said, Pastor, what else can I do? I'm grateful for that. That illustrates what I'm preaching this morning. That as a church, there's got to be another generation that comes up and says, okay, it's my time. It, the battles have been fought, the battles have been won, so that I can enjoy what I enjoy. But I've got to sacrifice. You know, It, it saddens me, I, I, and I, I'm glad I live in the nation we live in, but it saddens me to see Christians... Forgo the will of God to pursue the American dream. I'm thankful we live in a land of opportunity. But you and I as children of God ought to be pursuing the will of God. So that it can be preserved. So that it can be handed on. The same is true in our nation. There's got to be a willingness to do what we are necessary for us to do so that our nation can be preserved. Our nation is at the brink. But as somebody who knows a little bit of history, it's been here before. And if the Lord doesn't return, it'll be here again. But we have got to be willing to do what is necessary so that our nation is preserved. I'm going to mention three things how we can do that. First of all, we can obey his word. Like him, not like him, like some things about him, dislike other things about him. But I'm glad that we have a president that that acknowledges the word of God. I'm glad we have a president that acknowledges the Lord Jesus Christ. God blesses that. God honors that. There's, we must obey his word. We can fuss at the politicians because it makes us feel good. If you've never done that, try it. Therapeutic, but it doesn't change a thing. Well, we, we, we've got to, we've we've got to do something. Well, as a citizen, you'll have an opportunity to vote, and I would encourage you to vote. If you don't vote, don't complain about the results, and say, you know. Pastor, are you going to tell me, tell us who to vote for? I've never told you who to vote for. I don't think that's my place. All I say is don't vote for any platform that believes that murdering unborn children is okay. If you need more clarification on that, do vote. What's the what can we do? We can obey the word of God. Righteousness exalts a nation. As I've taught recently on a, on a Wednesday night, it's not righteous politicians that exalt a nation. See, America made a mistake thinking we've got to get a Christian in so that we can change America. No, 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 no. God's people have just got to be the salt. God's people have just got to be righteous. We can preserve another generation by obeying His word. We can preserve another generation by standing. Standing is not picketing. Standing is not protesting. And if anybody asks this morning, uh, this is an assembled protest. That's why some of the things we're doing this morning is different. It's, it's, not, it's not standing. Standing is getting a principle that you plant your feet firmly on and you don't move. Speeches, anybody can make a speech. But stand, Where do, how do we stand? Stand in your home. Standing in the places that you have an opportunity to stand, we stand it in. Last thing I would urge us as we want to preserve our nation is just simply sing the song. What I mean this morning by you be one that praises God. You be one that sings the song of rehearsing. Let me tell you why I've served the Lord all these years. Because he's never failed me. Let me tell you why I served the Lord all these years. Because he's never forsaken me. Let me tell you why I've served the Lord all these years. Because he's forgiven me. Boy, that would have an effect. If God's people would just sing the song of praise. Sing the song of what God has done. Oh, sing a song of rehearsing. Oh, it ought to excite us for the opportunity to... And by the way, everybody has that responsibility. Everybody has the responsibility. And Paul speaks about in Timothy of of, a faithful man passing on the faithful man. You're in one side or the other. You're You're either in that younger generation and you've got to be faithful to receive the rehearsing and... And look at what God has done, not just in our nation, but look at what God has done for us as, as, as Christians and as His church. And you, you got to be faithful to receive that. and Then you've got to hold to it. So that those that come behind you, you can pass that on. Which means you've still got to be serving God when that time comes. You've still got to be faithful to the Lord when that time comes. And you've got to find someone that you, you rehearse it to and you pass it down to and, and you tell them this is what God has done, not just in our nation, but as, as His people and as His church, and we ought to rehearse that. You know, that's what uh, being a witness is. I mean, I mean it, it's great that we have a plan of salvation that we, we memorize and we, and we know exactly what it is and, and sometimes we have it so down that we forget what we're even saying. That's what giving your testimony is. Let me tell you what God did for me. Let me tell you what I was. I was lost. A sinner on his way to hell and somebody told me about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary and as best I knew how I realized I was a sinner I realized I had a payment for my sin coming and I just believed on the Lord Jesus Christ I can't explain it all I can't tell you exactly what happened but in an instant I was different I knew I was different that's what God did for me then he cleaned my life up and then look what he's done to my family that's just rehearsing and if we would sing the song of rehearsing, there would be another generation that'd say, I've got to have what they had. I've got to hold to what was given to me. The song of acknowledging. Well, how many of you are saved this morning? Let me see your hand. Guess what? Everybody raised their hand right then. you didn't save you. No holy man saved you saved through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes, and this is a great church, this is what I call a generational church. It's been passed from generation to generation. We've been at this thing long enough. Some of you have been saved for, for decades. You've so far removed from where you were when God saved you. Sometimes we forget what we were when God saved us. Our Family's future was altered before they were even old enough to realize it was being altered. God sent it in another direction by His saving grace. This is part of Second Chronicles 7:14, the humbling. Hey, we're nothing. Without you, God. We need you. And then the preserving for some to be willing to stand and obey the word of God and be the righteousness, be the salt that preserves. My goal this morning, my goal in my life is not to lead any kind of a political revolution. My goal is not to turn our nation red. It's better than blue, but that's not my goal. I'm going to be honest with you. My goal is to stand where I need to stand... So that it can be said, the Lord gave peace, the Lord preserved for another generation. Because I've discovered in my 46 years, there's very few people who care about my political opinions. There's very little power I have in that respect. Let me tell you what I can be I can be salt that preserves I can be light that shines I can be a voice that says let me tell you how many regrets I have for giving my life to God I'm going to give you a hint it rhymes with zero I have no regrets for giving my life to God because God is faithful And God is blessed. My nation with all of its imperfections and with all of its struggles and what we see going on in our nation today, some of you have lived long enough to know this isn't new. Our nation has been at the brink before. It's always been that way. But there's got to be a generation that says, God, you're the only one that's going to save this you're the only one that's going to preserve it. And, and as a as a Christian, a child of God, as your church, we're going to do what is necessary. Hey, you want to turn our nation back to God? If there's a generation that rises up and says, Pastor, I want to do something for my nation. I'm only 18, 19, 20 years old. What can I do? Should I go into politics? Should, should I do these things? No. Give your life to God. Get you a Sunday school class and teach those children about God and give them a witness. Get Decide, hey, I, I haven't been called. Great, you haven't been called, but there's a Christian school somewhere. You can stand in that stead, in that gap. There's somewhere that you could serve and say, I'm going to do my part that way when my time is done. Maybe it'll be said. It's preserved for another generation. Generations before us have been Faithful. Even in our, certainly in the nation of Israel's history, God raised somebody up. It's certainly true in our nation's history as well. But wouldn't it be wonderful if God's people said, I'm on our watch. What are we going to do? We're gonna go, we, we, we're gonna, are we going to go march? I think we ought to march to the next lost soul and say, Let me tell you about the Lord. I think we ought to march our tithe to the offering plate. I think we ought to march down to the altar when the Spirit of God speaks to our heart. I think we ought to march to the church house every time the doors are open. I think we ought to do our part not in what gets man's attention or even makes us feel good. There's a lot of Christians and good men, good, good women, who they just, they're just blowing a lot of steam because it makes them feel good. They're making decisions based on the day, what's going on in our, in our, in our culture, in our society. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, want to, I don't want to go by the wind of what's going on and react to that. I want to be very strategic in my life so that when God's done with my life, Hopefully, I can say I had a part in preserving it for the next generation. May it be so of us as we sing a song for America that mirrors the song of Deborah and Barak. Father, I pray that you'll use the message this morning, and we're certainly grateful for what